I see you have a new novel by Catriona Ward. Tell me about this. So once we got that out of the way, I was able to focus on everything else. Hello and welcome back to the Boundless Book Club from the Emirates Literature Foundation in Dubai. To kick things off for season four, we are looking at the books that have been released since the start of the year, as well as the books we are looking forward to reading when they drop later this year. I am Annabelle. And I'm Andrea. And we have an exciting lineup of books to talk about today. There's some heavyweight writers dropping books this year. From again, Rachel, the much anticipated follow-up to Rachel's Holiday by Marianne Keyes, or Isabella Allende's new epic novel, Violetta, to Hanya Yanagihara's third book, a full seven years after her Booker shortlisted A Little Life, which was amazing, by the way. Um, it is a feast of big hitters. So Annabelle, we have so much to talk about. Where would you like to start? So I'll tell you about what I was reading on the way to London Book Fair. And just, <laughs> just to set the scene for you, this is Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel. It has been everywhere. I think on every single list where you're kind of looking for things that have just published and would like to read, recommendations. Sea of Tranquility is absolutely everywhere and it's all over bookstores as well. So curious about what the hype was all about. It is only 270 pages, which was a bit of a surprise because it's marketed as this kind of sci-fi epic. And I think what kind of put me off for a while was I thought, oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a hefty undertaking. But I read it in two hours on the plane and in one sitting. Um, if you want, if you want time travel, you want metaphysics, moon colonies, a dinner party in 1912 gone wrong, and a violin lullaby that keeps cropping up throughout the centuries, then that's what this book has. Um, sea of Tranquility, obviously the book gets its name from the first location on another world to be visited by humans uh, on the moon. So you know that there's going to be moon colonies and there's going to be that kind of classic sci-fi element to it she does it in a really beautiful way there's a kind of big twist at the heart of the story there's so much going on but it always feels very contained so if you want to read something epic but you don't necessarily have the time you think to read something that's usually epic and quite long then i'd really recommend sea of tranquility um and it's one of those books that I think, I'll just read you the description from the publisher's page so you have a clearer idea of more of the plot. So Edwin St. Andrew is 18 years old when he crosses the Atlantic by steamship, exiled from polite society following an ill-conceived diatribe at a dinner party. That opening is fantastic. He enters the forest spellbound by the beauty of the Canadian wilderness and suddenly hears the notes of a violin echoing in an airship terminal, an experience that shocks him to his core. And then two centuries later, a famous writer named Olive Llewellyn is on a book tour. She's traveling all over Earth, but her home is the second moon colony, a place of white stone, spired towers and artificial beauty. Within the text of Olive's best-selling pandemic novel lies a strange passage. A man plays his violin for change in the echoing corridor of an airship terminal as the trees of a forest rise around him. And that violin appearing in different places at different times is something that another character has to investigate in the course of the novel 
but I won't go into detail about that. Um, and the reason I didn't think wow when I finished was because it it talks about a pandemic and it's very close to home and I was reading it on a plane and it didn't really comfort any anxieties. Yeah, that's understandable. So yeah, that's that's the only thing I'll I'll say about that. But it's great. Um, and who do you think would be interested in this? Who's it for? I think if you liked, oh, anyone who likes Station Eleven. If you like Station Eleven, you'll like this, hundred percent. So that Sea of Tranquility. What new releases have you been reading that you'd like to recommend? Yes, yeah, I want to talk about a debut novel which has been a an absolute smash hit. And you've probably seen this book on social media because people read it and then they want to share it. So it's kind of been everywhere. And I also think it's got a very good marketing campaign behind it. And I am, of course, talking about The Maid by Nita Prose. Oh, what a great name for a writer. Her name is Prose. It's just you can't make it up. Or maybe she did make it up. Either way, I think it's brilliant. It's a murder mystery. It's set in a glamorous hotel in New York. And our protagonist, our narrator is Molly, Molly the maid, who likes to return rooms to a state of perfection. It's her passion and she's very good at it. And she's got this lovely, very distinctive voice. Um, and this is how she puts it. As for order, it is my express wish to live as ordered a life as possible, but the world is filled with random chaos that often devils my attempts at arrangement. So that's kind of how she expresses herself. It's, it's lovely. It's very consistent and well done. Um, and she is um, not very good at reading and understanding other people. Her granny, who she used to live with, used to help her decipher people's words and actions. But then since her granny passed away, she is pretty much all alone in this world. She doesn't really have friends. Um, and she just kind of goes to work, does a really great job as a maid, comes home, watches reruns of Columbo. Um, then she finds Mr. Black dead in his suite. <laughs> She has to try to interpret what she sees and what she knows on her own and try to draw the right conclusions and figure out who she can trust, which is really very hard for Molly. Um, reading this book, we really come to understand uh, how she sees the world and not knowing what reactions or behaviors people expect from her in a certain situation causes quite a lot of trouble. So for example, she's um, at the police station during interrogation. She is obviously expected to protest her innocence, but they say something about her cleaning. And she's like, no, that's not how cleaning works. Um, so she can't really figure out in what order to prioritize information, which makes her look rather strange to other people. Um, it's very clear that Molly is uh, neurodivergent in some way, but she's not diagnosed or labeled in the book. And the author has said that she wants the book to show how we are, how alike we all are rather than how we're different, which is 
really nice. It's a really nice read. It's lovely. It's delightful. It will appeal to anyone who likes a cozy crime or um, cups of tea. And uh, I would never give away the ending, of course, but Molly's granny used to say, everything will be okay at the end. If it's not okay, then it's not the end. And it's lovely. That sounds great. That sounds like a lovely one to curl up with at the end of the day. Oh, yes. It's, it's like, it's a really light and lovely read that makes you feel good in the end. Um, there's another debut I'm also looking forward to getting into, which is really, really big. It's called Wahala by Nikki May. And it's a story about three Nigerian British women from London whose friendship starts to crack when a fourth friend arrives from Lagos and starts to kind of help them arrange their lives. Oh, And it sounds like a really quite different. It's sharp and it's fast paced and it's about relationships and class and color and politics and that apprehension of the future that you could feel when you are in your thirties and you realize that you're supposed to have it sorted by now. Um, the author of that book, Nikki May, said she wanted to write a brown Big Little Lies, uh, which I think gives you a really good steer on what to expect. And that sounds really fabulous as well. And I think completely different from the made, but a really um, interesting debut worth paying attention to. Um, what are you excited about reading next, Annabelle? Well, I'm just going to say, what do we want? And by we, I mean I. A new novel by the author of The Last House on Needless Street. When do I want it? Now. Oh, yes. Your wish is the author's command because <laughs> she has delivered. She has just published Sundial. And this, I, I found this out at London Book Fair and they had copies on the shelf as they were kind of pitching other authors. And I swear, like the woman saw my face as she was pitching these other authors to me. And I'm just staring over her shoulder. And she's like, what are you, what are you looking at? I'm like, <laughs> I see you have a new novel by Catriona Ward. Tell me about this. So once we got that out of the way, I was able to focus on everything else. But it is exactly the kind of pacing and psychological horror and suspense and just all around beautiful writing as well that you have come to expect from her. Um, it's called Sundial because that's the name of the childhood home that is central to the plot in this story. And it is the house is called Sundial because the house has essentially almost like a stone henge of sorts of, of rocks that you can stand on and create a sort of human sundial where you can tell the time of year like the date the time and everything by standing on these rocks so your shadow creates um the information you you physically are the sundial and it's done in a very kind of clever and creepy way but this is the description all rob wanted was a normal life she almost got it too a husband two kids a nice house in the suburbs but rob fears for her oldest daughter callie who collects tiny bones and whispers to imaginary friends rob sees a darkness in callie one that reminds her too much of the family she left behind she decides to take callie back to her childhood home to sundial deep in the desert and there she will have to make a terrible choice because that makes sense. You find darkness in your child, so you're like, I'll bring my child to this other darkness. 
We don't open this book, Andrea, for things to make sense. No, of course, of course. So is this going to give me the same sense of apprehension and dread that The Last House on Needless Street did? Yes, and do you know why? This is the first sentence and it doesn't let up at all. It's the chicken pox that makes me sure my husband is having another affair. That's the opening line and it doesn't stop from there. Amazing. That sounds fantastic. I have only put this down to do this podcast (laughs) and brush my hair. That's it. Okay, that sounds really, really good. And I am also quite excited about that one now. Um, It's great. Let's look at some of the other books that have the whole world quivering with excitement. Mm -hmm. Best known for her debut novel, Brick Lane, which then became a film with the same name. Monica Ali is back on the scene after... 10 years, I think, since her last novel. Um, Her latest novel is a literary love story called Love Marriage. Um, The blurb says, what starts as a captivating social comedy develops into a heartbreaking and gripping story of two cultures, two families, and two people trying to understand one another. And that sounds really great. And knowing what she's written before I'm sure it will be amazing and I'm looking forward to reading that um looking ahead you also have a new book and the start of a new series that sounds really interesting by David Lagerkrans sorry I don't know how to pronounce that in an Englishy way Lagerkrans I would say but who knows um Best known for continuing the Stieg Larsson Girl with the Dragon Tattoo series after Stieg Larsson passed away. This is um, his new venture, which is the first book in a new series is called Dark Music. It's inspired by Sherlock Holmes. Um, It's got two unlikely allies brought together in a race to uncover a shadowy international conspiracy. It sort of spans Sweden and Chile So hopefully we'll have lots of really great settings. And this is out in August. And I am actually really looking forward to this. It sounds fantastic. What else is the world excited about, Annabelle? Okay, so another tidbit that I got from London Book Fair is that Celeste Ng of Little Fires Everywhere fame has a new book coming out. It doesn't come out until October, but it's called Our Missing Hearts. And just bookmark your calendar to head to the bookshop then. Um, It sounds brilliant. You've got this 12-year-old character called Bird Gardener, uh, lives a very quiet life with his loving but broken father. And his father is a former linguist who now shelves books in Harvard University's library. Um, The theme of the book is is about um, basically a mother's love. And there's there's a lot else going on as well. But essentially... um, her his mother margaret is a chinese american poet who left the family when he was nine years old and her books have all been removed from libraries as well because obviously they remove um books seen as unpatriotic which includes the work of his mother and bird has grown up disavowing his mother and her poems he doesn't know her work or what happened to her and he doesn't he knows he shouldn't wonder But when he receives a mysterious letter containing only a cryptic drawing, he is drawn into a quest to find her. And there's like underground librarians and there's this whole quest to find the mum and obviously a lot of relationship drama. That's all I'm getting so far from all we have is the blurb. Um, That's all we know about it. But it sounds great. 
It sounds great. Um, slightly, slightly unbearably painful, though. Uh, yeah, it yeah it does. And okay, in so- terms of unbearably painful, a terrible kindness by Joe Rowe. Now this is waiting for me on my e-reader, and I'm mildly terrified. Anyone in the office who has read this has described the book with a sharp intake of breath, their hand on their heart, and then a look, which we all know, that says, this will destroy your tear ducts, but you must read this. You know that look? I know it. So what is it actually about? In short, it's set in 1966. It centers around the Aberfan mine disaster where a landslide of coal crashed into a small Welsh mining village and even buried a school. The main character, William, decides to volunteer and so begins his first job as an embalmer. It's not rocket science that this is going to pull at your heartstrings. Um, It's a book about compassion and healing and just please read with tissues. That's that's my advice for that one and I haven't even read it yet but I just see everyone's face as they tell me about it and they don't say anything about the plot they just start crying (laughs) before we move on from that I just want to say also there have been people in the office mentioning a terrible kindness and the Booker Prize in the same sentence so let's see what happens yeah that would it would be really cool if that did happen that'd be lovely for Joe. Um, Sylvia Moreno-Garcia has a new book out in July 2022, so I'm excited about that as well. It's a reimagining of the island of Dr. Moreau, but the background is 19th century Mexico, uh, and it's called The Daughter of Dr. Moreau. So that's all I know about that, but it sounds intriguing. I love The Island of Dr. Moreau. That's going to be amazing, of course. Um, I think there's one more book that you're excited about. (laughs) So the Matthew Perry memoir. Uh, This is a book I think the world is excited about. It was splashed all over um, at London Book Fair as well. Uh, It publishes on the 1st of November. And sorry, I just have to get this out of my system. Could we be any more excited? Wow, no, I don't think we could. Um, Maximum excitement. So let's end it here on a high note. We will be back in two weeks' time to uncover the books that let us in on Secrets and Lies, and we have some great ones in store for you. If you want to get in touch or recommend a book, you could email us, send us a message on socials, and all the details are in the show notes. Until next time, um, read the books. <laughs> <laughs>